Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Loud and Proud podcast, episode 144 to be exact. And we're still going, giving you our weekly dose, or maybe your second dose of, not your vaccine, but your second dose of Loud Football if you sign up on patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud. Well, what a week it was, because now it's, it's getting very, very real. Um, it's starting to come together, the sun is shining, the ground is hardening up, we have fixtures to talk about, we have pitches to talk about, we have players, we have uh, a draw. So it's all just getting a little bit more real and it's just getting from dreams and kind of isolation and darkness and uh, COVID restrictions and lockdowns. It's starting to open up nicely, just gently, slowly but surely and just kind of teasing it out and just giving us a real real appetite for what's to come and um, Monday night I suppose the week that was last Monday night this is the week uh, that uh, inter-county squads could go back and train and what have you so uh, you didn't know whether they were going to be back straight away on the first night they could and then lo and behold you see a photo of the boys in Darver um, and they were were back and uh, it was just I posted a tweet, I, I tweeted a picture of it, and it would give you goosebumps, um, just seeing them out, and then seeing the uh, the, the main man in the middle, um, Mickey Hart, if, I, if you haven't seen the photo, I'll have a link up there, it'll be the goosebumps one, but, uh, like, it's, it's, it's all well and good, like, seeing Mickey there at the trial matches before Christmas, and seeing him there, and on pick a house draws, or when he when he met when he met uh, Colin Corrigan in Darver the first night he was announced, but it's entirely different when you see the reality of the situation where you see him uh, with Gavin Devlin beside him and uh, Niall Sharkey uh, from RD. I don't think Niall has an official role, but he's um, definitely helping out. Be good friends with Mickey from a long way back. And a lot of people have asked me, so that, that's why I'm answering that, trying to clear that up. But um, a good addition to the squad, serious footballer in his day as well, inside forward. Having played with him and played against him as well. But yeah, getting back to the reality of seeing Mickey Hart in the loud gear, in wearing the loud hat, like smiling faces, like happy to be there and really enthusiastic, even from, you can just see from the couple of the action shots and what have you. Um, and then... He's just looking at the players. Like it does, I think I counted maybe just forty players all around them, all huddled around them, uh, like all loud men and all listening intently to what he's saying and trying to grasp the the nuggets of information that's coming along. Word on the street is that the the lads have come back in ferocious shape. They've come back really hard. Some lads are in really good shape, good nick, and maybe is that because is that like. I don't know, having spoke to the players necessarily um, about this, but is that because you're coming back to Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin and that you're training really hard? Now, I know they had the vests on, there's no excuses there and there's no kind of hiding place, but then is Mickey monitoring those and saying, right, push it a bit more, come on, you need to get your finger out, you're not doing the bit. Uh, what's wrong with you? Are you injured? Didn't look to be any injuries there, looked to be like a full, full set of a panel, maybe... 40 odd players there to pick from um, and you're, like, it's mad you're looking at you're trying to identify them and then I see the the captions were some of the captions were wrong uh, Matt Cochran well it was it was just spelled phonetically and I get on to the 
to um, the photographer Ramsey Cardi and he sorted it out in the end. And you see even Steve Williams is there. He's the goalkeeping coach in this year, was with Dundalk, so really good stellar coaching career behind him. And as a goalkeeper, professional goalkeeper as well, might actually get him on, have a chat and see how he's going. And he, he's brought in an under-20 goalkeeper, Martin McEnany, he's there working with the three... Um, Senior lads that have like Craig Lynch obviously been there, Fergus Cheeky's obviously there, and Joe Flanning did well in the trials. Joe's one of those players I named. He's made his championship. Uh, he made his championship bow against Antrim years ago, and uh, yeah, but just just look at the excitement gives you goosebumps to see them and he's going through the paces. The boys are willing to learn and willing to listen. They're coming back in good shape. Everyone's there. Everyone wants to be involved. And everyone's injured, and like it, it's just very, very, very exciting. You know, and you kind of thought, oh, you'd lose that buzz with the, with lockdown and with kind of COVID regulations, and you worry, oh, Mickey might have got a chance to work with the players. But look at the players have come back. They've obviously responded to everything he's done, and Gavin Devlin, the setup, the, the like with the scene before Christmas, they've come back now after five months nearly of a lockdown and uh, individual training panels and what have you. Um, I think be Kieran Sloan and maybe gives them out as well. He helps out and always does with the under twenties as well. So it's just yeah, it's just really good to see, really exciting to see, and uh, yeah. So bring it on because when you when I say bring it on, it's a, it the fixtures the the official fixture list came out as well during the week, and it's uh, it's tw- it, like it's twenty days till the first game in Hagerstown against Antrim. You know, and like twenty days is nothing really, but it's everything too. Like it's it's only a blink of an eye. Like the f- it's a Saturday, fifteenth of May. If you want, actually, I'll, I'll go through them and you can write them down. I have the whole, every single squad here: Horland football, Camogie, and ladies um, football as well. So yeah, um, we play Antrim fifteenth of May. That's gonna be an absolute massive game. Fifteenth of May in Hagstown, uh, three p.m. All the games are three p.m. and then. The following Sunday, the May the twenty third, we're going over to to Leitrim to play them away at Carrick and Shannon Park, Sean McDermott, and then last round of the league, uh, group stages, Division Four North, is uh, Sligo at home as well in Hexton. So we got kind of lucky with the draw, blessed with the the two home games, uh, even though like we haven't played. It's funny, like I, I know. Look, I'll, I'll get into Hexton in a second, but I'll give the other. I'll give the other fixtures. It's uh, the Horland Division 3B. We play Leitrim the 16th of May away in Park with Sean McDermott as well. Then it's the t- following Sunday. It's the uh, 23rd of May that clashes with the footballers. They play in Darver against Calvin, uh, who they beat in the semi-final last year, Larry Maher. And then Laurie Maher finalists meet again in Darwin the sixth of June, Loud and Fermanagh. So that's that's a good uh, it's a good draw. Like it's. Obviously, Lowe can win, can beat those teams, no doubt about it. They should do, and that, that's what Paul McCormick would be expecting of them as well. Then the ladies footballers division four as well. They have Leitrim away in the twenty third of May, as well. So they're probably all big convoy going over from Loud. Um, no fans, of course, but uh, players. And then the ladies take on Antrim as well in the thirty to May at home. Um, and Derry the 6th of June at home as well now there's no confirmed venue for those games at home they could be they could be done there they could be the clans um, not too sure and then Louds Camogie players Louds Camogie team are playing Kildare away in Division 4 as well they're playing the Rossies at home and then 
the 20, sorry, 15th of May to play Kildare away. 22nd of May to play the Rossies at home. 29th of May to play Mayo away. So a few long trips there, but then they have Rossies at home. And if there's any loud um, camogie people listening in or you know any contacts, do let me know. I'd like to find out and maybe give them a bit of a exposure on the podcast and find out what's happening on the loud camogie scene as well because I'd like to learn from myself. But yeah, right. So back to the, to the, to the men's uh, the football. Antrim, the 15th of May in Hagerstown. Why is it Hagerstown? Why is it not Darva? Why is it not the draw the grounds? Why is it not Dowdles Hill? Uh, why is it not RD? People have asked me, wondering why is it? And seemingly Mickey did a tour of each and every ground, had a look round, and he liked what he saw in Hagerstown. Um, and it's a funny one because uh, would you believe it? Antrim would have played have played there more recently in a league game than us. They played there. They played Waterford. Waterford, remember, agreed to play them. Or in a, it was kind of it was a funny one because Waterford didn't want to travel to Belfast. It was the height. It was it was a COVID hotspot. Didn't want to travel there, and then Antrim offered to play the game in a neutral venue, and and obviously Hagerstown came up on the on the GPS, and that's how they got to play there. So they they will have experience. Antrim will have experience of playing loud, or will have experience in of playing in loud in Hagerstown. So that's a funny one, like um, for that choice. But then, look, they probably have a whole new regime, new players. We wouldn't know how many players are still knocking about on the McGinley and his new panel um, and his new kind of pickup. But then you have the, you still have the key players there, the McCanns, and that would have played very strongly in that match. And uh, Paddy Coyne have shot the lights out as well. But, uh, yeah, like the, the last loud game, the last the last game loud played there was 2012. I always remember Peach Califf, I'd say he played his first and only game, full forward, four loud. In that opener of the league, and we won, we won, we won by three points. We beat Westmead twelve points to one six. Uh, Westmead uh, led early on, and uh, we'd beaten them in the league final the year before. Was it that year as well? No, did we win in twenty eleven? Yeah, maybe we did. Oh, I get confused. I get confused in those early years. But yeah, like you can't, you can't really fault Hagerstown. They've done work in the pitch as well. Um, I had to go there and have a look at it because I haven't been there in Hagerstown in so long. I think the, the la- they, were, they obviously have done the pitch up. The GA has, ground staff has done uh, studies and work on the pitch as well. So the pitch is absolutely top notch. Um, the club hasn't even been down there. We haven't played. The last time we were down, I think they're doing up the pitch and we're playing in the back pitch. So I went down over the weekend to have a look at the pitch. Yeah, that's, yeah I'm not cutting. That's exactly what I did. We'll then have a look at the pitch and it's just top notch. Yeah, what you'd expect and it'll be absolutely it'll be like a carpet below come the fifteenth of May. Um, especially with that weather and it's just a nice big open field, uh, very long. Uh, I suppose like Mickey would you you think oh if people would have said to me, Oh, is that because Mickey does Mickey not like a tight pitch, defensive pitch, but no, it's open. It's open for air forward to try and get them flowing um, <coughs> more so than last year. That's what we'd be looking on. And look at you can't really fall Tagestown either. It's they've done it's a great club, great park and facilities. Um and yeah, it, it's a it, it's a funny one because like it does have a stand and all, but there'll be no there'll be no um crowd at the game as well. It'll just it'll make for a nice backdrop as well. So Look, I can't really fault it. I think it's a super pitch any time I played there in league or championship. 
Um, the players will be fairly familiar with it. Like, is there a temptation there to get Jim McInerney back in the panel just to take the freeze to get you over the line and get you out of Division 4? I would. I'd have a look at maybe having a chat with him and maybe bringing Jim in to coach the forwards to take the free kicks in that uh, in that pitch. No one, like no other forward in Loud knows it as well as Jim does. But um, yeah, no, two home games there are going to be crucial. And look at if that's a pitch where Loud are going to be setting their stall out. Absolutely no worry, no problem, no worries with that, no problem with that. Nice wide open pitch makes for good football, makes for good forwards. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll 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 do it. We'll 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 do the damage in Antrim and Sligo as well, and get up out of there. Because I suppose two wins would more or less guarantee you that top two places, and then you have the semi final territory there with the other division four south. Who's that? Carlo, Watford, and Wexford. Yeah, she's a rhyme them all off the tongue now. So yeah, that that's that looks really good. That's twenty days away, obviously. Um, so it's not it's not that far away at all, and. Um, then obviously during the week you had the awfully draw the following day on the Tuesday yeah on yeah Tuesday morning on Morland Ireland Loud were pulled out of the hat after um, awfully were pulled out of the hat so I'd live I'd live draw reaction on Patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud and um, yeah that, that game we played the twenty sixth or twenty seventh probably Sunday the twenty seventh maybe it could be Saturday but probably the twenty seventh of June um, and then the winner plays Kildare. And it was, I suppose, it was nice to get uh, a different team, a team we haven't played in fifteen. Is it fifteen or sixteen years? Two thousand five, yeah, sixteen years since we played them last. Uh, so it was a bit of a novelty fixture we haven't in the championship. I should add because we played obviously awfully last year, and uh, yeah, so that that was a nice bit of novelty to get that and. Um, because uh, you don't want to be getting long for again or Westmead again, and yeah, so so that that was the week that was on the Loud and Proud podcast, and then I suppose in 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 the world you had uh, the European Super League, which was kind of the dirty dozen, you had twelve teams. And I suppose the GA have already done it in in, in my eyes as the Super Eights, where they they have an elitism there, and they're playing each other off, and they're they're, they're only going to get stronger. There's no hierarchy, um, there's no relegation, there's no football pyramid, as you hear, all week mentioned. I suppose the GA have been doing it for years, if you look at it in another sense as well, like playing playing their own tournaments to to raise a bit of cash, or maybe um, opening pitches as well. But um, definitely tournament games. Like, and who's to say that you don't, like, you could, could you do something with the Railway Cup and really boost that by making it, like, getting all the players out to play in it and get like pay-per-view playing on a different pitch or a different venue and hype it up and go that way about it um, you know get Florentino Perez to pump a bit of cash in and sell the rights get the best players playing for their, for their uh, provinces um, because you, you'd have some games you've got everyone playing everyone training right um, and it'd be well worth seeing um, so would people fit, pay that subscription go down that subscription model I don't know but yeah no it's just something I was thinking about and kind of off the cuff and maybe would you do it in Loud as well if you got those North, South, West and East Loud teams all playing together would people sign up on Loo TV to, to have a look at them I, I'm sure they would um, but I suppose in contrast to that tomorrow or today Monday marks the, uh, the, the, the absolute joy I know it's hard to get the kids to sleep most of the time but to get them to sleep when they're knowing that there's GA on this week or tomorrow 
um, is just crazy because like the, obviously the kids are back this week they can train in pods of 15 I think it's, it's not con- non-contact um, yeah I think it's non-contact pods of 15 um, so like it's just going to be absolutely you're probably going to be bombarded with pure like social media of like joy montages of kids running around <laughs> pitches with hurls and kicking the balls around and just pure joy in their faces and uh, it's it's going to be a very special week um, and it's nearly better that the kids are back first before the, the adults or before the before um, the club players because it's all nearly about the kids and participation and getting them going and getting them back into because they missed an awful lot like in terms of COVID and school and missing stuff and that I mean lockdown very hard for the for, for under 18 kids and the whole way down um, now that I think of it, the minor uh, and the under twenty championship in the county, there, there, there's going to be a decision made on that this year, and uh, whether they're going to maybe cancel it out altogether. Uh, so that's going to be that's a bit of a pity for the loud team who seem to interact together this year. But yeah, kids back this week. It's going to be absolutely amazing to get them all out back and their friends. And like, it's one thing having them in the classroom doing a bit of PE. And doing a bit of uh, playing at the play at the at the at the yard and what have you, but having them out on the pitch, doing something they love and a the sport they love, and uh, out with their friends and having the crack and socialising and just messing, basically, it'll be absolutely it'll be really special, and uh, I hope it gets all the hype and praise it deserves, because um, yeah, I can't wait for it, um, but uh, yeah, so. I'd say actually a lot of players will want to take over teams or under age teams just to get down and get on the pitch and mess about with the kids and have a bit of, a bit of crack and play a bit of ball and hopefully clubs now will be fairly cotton on that it'll be like it'll just be about welcoming the kids back and getting them into it not not about being Brian Menton or Fenton and kicking points over the bar or from 50 yards or taking 50s just probably just get about a bit of fun just a bit of crack, getting them moving, getting them enjoying the outdoor football again or hurling again and getting being with their friends and then just enjoying the game through the fun and through the bit of crack. Um, so, yeah, it'll be brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And then another contrast as well, I see a reaction to last week about players, um, ex-players are retiring on about having the crack and... Uh, but saying that there's no cracking into county squads and that and what have you. Um, a lot of people sent in photos of Seamus O'Hanlon's article, where he, I, I think it was one of the last paragraphs that um, he doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to think there's any more cracking. So a lot of people got a good laugh out of that as well. And um, another friend, a friend of Colin, Ke- a friend of uh, Seamus O'Hanlon's, Colin Kelly. He celebrates his 50th birthday during the week. So happy birthday to Colin! What a serious forward he was. I always remember the '95 game. On telly, I don't know why I mustn't have been brought to that game, or we mustn't have went. But it was on RT for a first round game. I don't know how or why, but um, yeah, Colin Kelly shot the lights out that that day in '95. So he's only a young fella back then, nearly half his age. But um, yeah, so former loud manager and loud, and loud superstar forward. Um, so that's it. That's it for this week's podcast. Um, should have something for you during the week as well on Patreon. But um, yeah, really enjoyed that. I'm really going to enjoy the kids getting back out on the field and uh, isn't it well bloody deserved for them. Mind yourself, we're very close and uh, mind someone else if you can. Um, I'll talk to you during the week or if not, I'll talk to you next Sunday. Good luck. Bye-bye. Sing it loud, sing it proud.